G'day and welcome to episode two, Down Under Meets Deutschland. Tonight we're in Dresden, over on the far east side of Germany, not too far away from Prague and the Czech border. It's also home to yours truly, me. I've been calling Dresden home for the last seven years and along the way recently I bumped into another Australian expatriate or finding her way to living here in, uh, in Europe. Sydney. Now, this is not a city, this is a person. She's a dancer from uh, Melbourne. She's going to tell you a little bit about her experiences so far living in Dresden, and I hope you can enjoy. Tell us a little bit about your um, what's brought you here. Um, for me, in Dresden, <laughs> it's my job. Um, so I'm a ballet dancer and I work in the company here called the Semper Opera Ballet. Um, I've been here for, this is like my second year here, so almost two years. Um, and yeah, I finished my ballet training and studying in Australia two years ago. And then I traveled around Europe looking for a job. And the best offer I got was here in Dresden, and I'm very happy. So that's how I landed in Dresden in a brief summary. <laughs> can, you tell us, can you tell us a little bit about Dresden? I lived in Melbourne for like six or seven years. It feels like a small city to me. It's very pretty, a lot of history to it, a lot colder than Australia. <laughs> Some say it's very romantic, the, the scenery, just uh, the old city there on the river. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I think in the summer it's really nice to walk around, walk along the Elbe, which is the river, and um, sit and have picnics. And it seems to be what all the Germans do in the beer gardens. It's really nice. It's really lovely. So your industry is the the theatre or the, the ballet industry, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, now, unfortunately, we are at the moment in a lockdown due to COVID, and I guess this pandemic has also played its role in your your wing or your industry. How how has it affected you? Yeah. Um, so I mean, I was fortunate. I my first year here, I was actually an apprentice with the company, which. Um, is the first rank in the company and it's not a kind of guaranteed position. So when it first hit back in last March, gosh, almost a year now it feels like, um, I was lucky enough to find out just before we locked down that I had secured a full job here, a full contract for the next year. So I have been quite lucky. And then this second lockdown, um, I'd already been off for, I think, a month or so because I fractured my second metatarsal in, um, on stage when we were – because we came back shortly after the summer in August, August, September, and we're performing. So it's been good then, and then the second lockdown's been hard up. Okay, so you guys can still rehearse and, and practice a little bit. Yeah, we've got some restrictions in place. It's just small classes, about 10 of us at a time, and we're just allowed to take ballet class at the moment. So that's one hour and a half a day. Um, Good. So let's talk a little bit about back home. Um, so you're from Melbourne, um, but you were born somewhere else. I was born in Brisbane, yeah. Born in Brisbane, okay. So there's a tale between two cities there. So <laughs> yes. can you tell us a little bit about life before Dresden? 
Yeah, so I grew up in Brisbane. Uh, I have a brother as well. Um, and then the re- whole reason we moved to Melbourne was actually because of me and my ballet once again. I got into the Australian Ballet School um, when I was about 12 or 13. And so my parents were kind enough to move all the way to Melbourne for me to go to this um, pretty much the best school yeah, in Australia for ballet. So, so being in Europe and, and Germany, um, is there a city similar to Melbourne, the sort of culture of Melbourne? Have you found anywhere? Um, if, I, if I was to say anywhere, I would say Berlin. I mean, nothing replicates Melbourne, but I would say yeah. Berlin is close, yeah. Um, so I guess the million-dollar question is, of course, what, uh, what do you miss the most not being back at home right now? Yeah, being home. Being, like watching um, everyone at home now, I think it's hard when the um, seasons are opposite. So like we're in the cold and everyone's at the beach in Australia and you're like watching that online. You're like, oh, God, that looks nice, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so I definitely miss, you know, the beaches and just casually going down the coast on the weekend to, yeah, go for a surf or whatever. I definitely miss the family, my dog um, and friends. That's everything I left behind. Um yeah, and just the good coffee and brunches in Melbourne. <laughs> oh, I hear good coffee. So what's happening with Dresden? Is the coffee not up to scratch or not to Melbourne standards? Not quite, not quite frequently. For all those Germans or who haven't travelled to Australia yet that are listening in now, Melbourne is a bit of an epicentre for many things, not just culture and sport, but um, the cosmopolitanism. Could you agree with that, Sydney? Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, I guess everything starts with a beginning. So the difficulty is first adapting to the European culture. Was it a shock or did you kind of slide in like you were meant to be here? (laughs) Um, Yeah, it wasn't too bad. And actually, I mean, didn't say earlier, I did spend two months in Dresden on like a guest contract with the same company I'm working with now. So I did do two months here briefly so I kind of got to see and look and you know before I came so I had I did have an idea before I came so is there any advice you can tell others um, about preparing you know preparing oneself um, before arriving to Germany I mean a weird a bit of a weird thing I find here is I don't know if you found this as well but renting apartments in Germany is very different to renting an apartment or a place in Australia okay tell us a little bit about the differences like kind of traditionally when you um, rent an apartment in Germany, it just, it's all empty. Like there's nothing, like they don't really do like built-in storage, which in Australia you would typically have at least like kind of one built-in wardrobe kind of storage or something. Mm. And it's doesn't, it doesn't like come with a kitchen technically. It just comes mm. with, you know, the pipes coming out of the wall. It's very, biz- it's still very bizarre to me. <laughs> um, doesn't come with the washing machine, no lights. Like it's just wires hanging out. So this was all very bizarre to me. So that's definitely a German quirk. <laughs> also the monthly thing. I think everything goes in months here. So yes. rent and getting paid for your job. Everything is monthly indeed. And not so electronic here. It's all cash and paperwork. Okay. That's what I find a lot. (laughs) I got caught out at the beginning. Actually, yes, that would be advice. Always, you must always have some cash in you, some euros, because, yeah, 
card here is not as common. Language, well, English hasn't quite arrived yet in in Dresden. Um, did you find big barriers there with, with just getting around with English? Yeah, I do tend to see that it's the younger generation that have a better understanding of the English language compared to the older generation here. But, um, I mean, yeah, it is tough at first, but I think you get used to it. And <laughs> my first, like, thing was I used to just, like, listen to people in the supermarket or, like, ordering coffee like in the line behind I used to just like copy it <laughs> but then I then I'd get caught out because then they'd say some like ask me a question in German they'd be like oh oops don't don't I don't actually know German don't know the answer to that one what have you enjoyed the most about being here I mean not that I've got to really use this because we're in lockdown but just being in Europe in general yeah. um is just the ability to move around um, to countries so quickly and freely like you pop on the train one hour two hours you're in Berlin or in Prague or you're anywhere and yeah the transport systems here are really good the Deutsche Bahn and everything um, so yeah it's nice that everything's really closely located geographically <laughs> compared to Australia we're very car dependent in Australia to get anywhere mostly. Indeed. Getting on, a, getting on a train is like old fashioned. People don't know Dresden and Prague are quite close and it's one of the most magical train trips I think in Europe <laughs> going along the the river um, through the national parks. It's quite romantic. Have you taken that trip yet, uh, Sydney? No, I've actually taken the bus to Prague, but I've been to Prague, but yeah, just by bus, not the train. So we'll have to plug that one in for on our tourist column as well. Yeah, I'll have trips. to do that. Okay, so the culture is also something interesting. Some people say things haven't changed. People are quite simple. Um, I know for me, um, sometimes I feel like I'm in a museum. Not, you know, one of the most modern places in the world. Um, but, yeah, things have stuck and the way they've, rebuilt after the bombing and kept it exactly the same is pretty amazing and um I don't know yeah it is a bit old world like you do see a lot of the history and the past here and yeah for sure I got into um yeah some of the traditions on a daily basis such as um having a piece of cake and coffee at 4 p.m um <laughs> Anything like that. Uh, also, Brötchen, which is uh, bread rolls, is also a German delicacy in the mornings for breakfast. Um, do you, have you changed any of your eating habits or discovered something new about living here? Um, I can't think at the moment with my eating habits, but something I have discovered is the <laughs> another weird thing is the bins like it's so different to Australia we just have two bins and it's super straightforward sure but here you have to separate absolutely everything and know where it all goes so absolutely. yeah yeah so uh, basically what you do is you go to a, a supermarket or the bottle shop and you can buy a crate of drinks and you buy you sort of rent the crate crates don't you Essentially, yeah, because you're going to yeah. take it back and get the money back for it. So, Yeah, so it's like a deposit system. I think it's like maybe 10 cents or 15 cents per bottle. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, a euro for the crate or two. And then you just take it back empty and they give you either the refund or you just get another full crate. 
question is, what are you going to do once this lockdown's finished? <laughs> um, when this lockdown finishes, gosh, travel as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. Um, if yeah, if we get there soon. Um, what else? Oh, we'll be straight back to Australia. Yeah, as soon as I can get back to Australia and see my family, I'd love to do that because it's been a while. It's been a long time. Is this a permanent move or is this just temporary? Um, I don't know. Time will tell. I will see how I grow within the company and how it all goes. I mean, we obviously haven't done much this year, not being able to be on stage as much, but, you know, at least we're working. Um, I think I would want to move around Europe in the future and work for some different companies and just experience other things. Great. Well, Sydney from Melbourne, it's been a pleasure to have you today. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, folks, for tuning in. And that was Sydney's story from Melbourne, living in Dresden. Fantastic indeed. She's, um, yeah, spreading her wings, doing her ballet and experiencing a, a, a different world from back home, Melbourne. Coffee, well, what can we do? Um, sometimes you've got to adapt to the flavour of the day. Now, Dresden itself is, as we know, home not only to Sydney, but also to yours truly, me. And uh, yeah, a little spiel on Dresden itself. It, uh, it has got a quite a long history to it. It's a very old uh, city from Saxony. And yes, it was heavily bombed in 1945, right at the end of the war. Still a very controversial topic, sensitive even, for the local Dresdener. Um, and yeah, it, the city, unfortunately, the old city was um, pretty much destroyed um, and bits around it. And yeah, there's still always open questions about why that actually happened um, right at the end of the war. And it was literally a city that didn't have any defense built, uh, armed forces defending it. Uh, there was nothing really. Um, significant about the Dresden as part of the war so the Soviets also marched in um, soon after and it was then handed over to the East German government as part of the program of East and West Germany so Dresden fell to communism and for till 89 as East Berlin and other parts of Germany did and yeah you've got uh, another city in the same state saxony of, of saxony sorry um leipzig now leipzig is just as big as dresden but it has a little bit more of an industrial kind of um sort of uh yeah outlet outlook to it and uh also a music academy music industries um, are much bigger there so a lot of musicians have trained and studied in leipzig and so, including Sebastian Bach, I should say, should mention that. So yeah, you've got uh, two choices um, in the big uh, state of Saxony and Dresden's um, pretty much on the furthest part away, easterly point, you could say, almost, of um, Germany, getting closer to the Czech border. Prague is uh, only, a, as we've mentioned, only a few hours by train. Beautiful. Um, national park in between the Saxonian Switzerland, a very big highlight having a dressing has quite a lot of nature around it inside it has a wood and um, outside it has national parks um, with beautiful sandstone features that were also used back in the early years uh, hundreds of years ago to um, yeah, build the buildings 
in Dresden. So it's a little spiel on Dresden. It's also a tech capital. Silicon Saxony is being made and formed in on the banks of Dresden. Not quite on the banks of the river, but up top um, around the city, there's a tech firm starting up and uh, the state uh, government is investing heavily and helping with these uh, industries to get going. Um, there's some established and some uh, Bosch has just built a fab and they develop microchips and silicon wafers for um, the automation that we now live with in our lives from laptops to telephones to um, gadgets for your cars. All being made here in Dresden, voila! Dresden also has a TU, a technical university, uh, with around 30,000 to 40,000 students. So it's um, also quite a big university and quite, uh, I believe it's in the top 10 of uh, German universities. So it's, um, it's a very good university um, in Germany. So a lot of students also around town here. So that's Dresden, episode two. Thanks again to Sydney. And next time we're going to be speaking with Andrea Boyd. Uh, she's over in Cologne. We're going in the other direction now to the Wild West. Stay tuned for that, episode three. And um, enjoy. Down Under Meets Deutschland. Till the next one.